Hey guys, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Hashtag Limitless Podcast with me, your host, Tesla Case. I am super excited to be sharing this episode because I have had like a full week and a half of having this message kind of laid on my heart a couple different days in a few different ways. And I feel like it's finally come together to where I can speak on it, right? So I know last last week's episode, um, actually it may have been like a week and a half ago, um, I've been dealing with a cold and so I couldn't really record an episode without being able to talk, right? So the last episode I spoke on how we portray ourselves as Christians, how we portray ourselves on social media, how we portray ourselves to the world, right? Well, over the last week and a half or so, I, I've had little little stories that have like popped up from the Bible that have stood out to me. I've had some feelings come up that I feel like I need to touch on, I need to speak on. And so I really want to talk about that today. Um, I need to take a sip of water real fast, though. I tell you what, I've been on this water kick lately, which I am not one to drink water. <laughs> um, but normally I struggle to get like a full bottle of water down a day. And right now I've been doing pretty good about getting like half my body weight in ounces down um, every day, which has helped me feel a lot better, especially while I've been dealing with allergies. And if y'all live in the Midwest, then you know what's going on with the crazy weather. Um, pretty much is just crazy right now. Um, you know, going from like wearing a winter jacket in the morning to like t-shirt and shorts in the afternoon. And now we're going back and forth with like rainy and snow. And so my allergies are just all over the place. So this message I want to touch on today, um, the first story that kind of popped out, I promise I'll bring this around full circle, but you know how I am with my ADHD. I just start talking and I hope I meet you guys where you need to be at to hear this. Um, so this story that popped out at me, um, it's about treating others. Like, how do you treat others? Um, you know, as a Christian, God wants us to treat others, you know, good. We don't need to be treating others poorly. Um, I feel like it's really important to not just treat others the way that you want to be treated, but treat them the way that Christ would treat them. Don't worry about what Karen or Sarah or Samantha or, you know, whoever don't don't worry about how they're treating other people. Worry about how you're treating other people. Are you treating them with kindness? Are you treating them with compassion? Are you catching yourself being petty? Or are you treating them in a way that would make you proud, that would make God proud? So this story I want to bring up is about the woman who committed adultery. And they were all going, you know, to stone her because back in the day, like, that's what they did, right? Um... Jesus said, you know, he, he showed up there and he, he stepped up and he said, if any one of you is without sin, then let him be the first one to throw that stone at her. I feel like that really got me because a lot of times I feel like even though we all have our own, you know, our own things that we don't want to talk about, our own dirty laundry, our own sins that we don't want to bring up, if someone else has the blame on them, all of a sudden everyone's pouncing on them, right? What about realizing that we have no ground to stand on to speak on that person? We have no ground to stand on to judge that person. Oh, so-and-so is getting a divorce, but let's forget that, you know, we've been divorced. So-and-so cheated, but let's not forget that there is that one relationship where you strayed. 
oh, so-and-so lied or they gossiped, but then you forget that you also lie and you also gossip. I feel like a lot of times we get stuck in paying attention to someone else's faults and flaws, and we don't even take the time to realize that we have no ground to stand on when it comes to judging that person. So when it comes to this story, I want to read just a little bit deeper into it for you guys, okay? So Jesus wasn't just standing around watching this, right? He was actually teaching in a temple when the scribes and Pharisees brought him a woman that had been caught in the act of adultery. And they asked him if she should be stoned as required by the law of Moses. However, they cared nothing about this woman. They were using her to trap Jesus. Like in their minds, if he told them to set the woman free, then they could claim that he didn't hold the law of Moses. And if he told them to stone her, then they could claim that he was not the savior. And if he said nothing, that they could claim that he lacked wisdom. So really this story has nothing to really do with this woman in particular, but they were trying to trap Jesus. They were trying to find something. But what they didn't expect was that Jesus wouldn't answer them immediately. He actually stooped down and wrote something on the ground. And they kept pressing him. They kept asking him. They kept, you know, they kept trying to get at him. And finally, Jesus said, go ahead and stone her because that's what the law requires. But the law also requires that the first stone be thrown by a person who is sinless in connection with this charge. I mean, they knew that this woman was guilty of this offense. And the law said that this is what was supposed to happen. But the law also required that that guilty man be stoned too. That the witness had to be there. That the witness began with the execution. But the Jewish leaders came. And when they came, they were coming against Jesus. But they came with hatred. They had hatred in their heart. They didn't produce a guilty man. They were unwilling or unable to produce the required witness. And we don't know what Jesus wrote. But after he wrote a second time, the Jews left one by one. From the oldest to the youngest, they didn't say nothing. They just left. And then Jesus set the woman free, but not without telling her, go and sin no more. This message hit me hard because, like I said, we go through so much as, you know, looking. I mean, if, if you just get on Facebook one day, you'll see stuff on social media about so-and-so got arrested for this. So-and-so did this. There's a mugshot. There's something. Whether someone's actually being arrested for something or if someone's airing their dirty laundry and they're sharing it. Sometimes people are sharing that not, not because of that one specific person, but because they have hatred in their heart. We should be accusing others of things unless we first thoroughly do our own research. I mean, even if someone was arrested, like I used to work at the prosecutor's office. So like, there was like a protocol. You can't just like, arrest someone. You have to have probable cause, right? That's put into a police report. Whatever charges are brought by the state from someone, they have to have evidence. A prosecutor can't just say, oh, I just want to file charges on someone this day. They have to have been caught in the act of something. They have to have evidence for how it actually happened. They can't just choose someone off the street and accuse them of something that may or may not have anything to do with them. There has to be probable cause. 
They have to have witnesses involved. They have to have officers involved. There's an entire protocol involved with bringing charges against someone. So when I read this story from the Bible, it just brings all this up for me in a different way. Learning that we shouldn't be throwing stones at people. When we live in a glass house, what if someone threw a stone at you? Everything would come to light. Jesus was the only sinless person who was there, and he chose not to condemn that woman. I feel like this, this story just lets you know that with every opportunity we have to forgive someone and reach out with the love that Christ would have shown them, that we should. Always remembering that we're sinners too. At the end of the day, I mean, no matter how much you repent, at the end of the day, we have done wrong. We all have something that we're not proud of in our past. But is Jesus going to hold that against us? No. He's going to ask us to repent for our sins and to go forth and to sin no more. He's going to ask us to not make those same mistakes again. He's going to ask us that if we are truly living for him, that we choose not to throw that first stone because we know that we're not here to judge that person. Judging them is not our right. It's not our job. I had a dream a couple weeks ago. It was actually right after I had surgery. Um, And for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that um, I had surgery in the beginning of February. Um, And... I have never had a dream like this before, and I shared it with one of my Catholic leaders. Um, Her name's Kathy. She's excellent. I reach out to her a lot whenever I have questions or if if something like this happens in my life. But I reached out to her and and asked her and let her know about this dream because I've never had one like this before. I feel like it was God reaching out to me with a message. And it it was really strange, but it was calming. And... I was, you know, I wasn't sure if maybe this was like a pain medication dream or what. Normally, after having a surgery, um, I normally don't have dreams. I actually have trouble with like my sleep pattern. So I don't dream a lot. Um, But in this dream, I was laying on like an altar. I was wearing a white robe. And there was this hand, like a a hand the size of my body. It was made out of rocks. But it wasn't heavy, and it was laid on my body, and I heard a voice. And this voice, it wasn't like Morgan Freeman voice, Um, you know, whenever you see those movies, and it's like, oh, what was the voice? Like, it wasn't a distinguished voice. But it was a strong voice. I can't even, like, I cannot remember exactly what it sounded like, but I remember when I woke up, I was like, I know that that was God. It was a voice that, when the hand was laid on my body, told me that our purpose is to love one another. 
And when I woke up, I was like, what was that? Like, we are called to love. That's what he said. You are called to love. And I just have to keep remembering that in my day-to-day life. When we see someone that we want to judge, when we get on Facebook or we get on social media of any type and we see that someone was arrested and so many people start commenting, saying hateful things, I just have to remember that I was not called to judge. I was called to love. I was called to treat others Christ-like. I was called to be compassionate towards others. That's the entire purpose of me being here. I'm not here to judge. You're not here to judge. Anyone listening to this, we were called to love. We are called to be like Christ. And I feel like we get, that just gets lost. I feel like it gets lost so often. Because we're stuck in what the world says is okay. We're stuck in this world validation. But I don't want world validation. I want Christ validation. I want to know that on my journey with my faith, I'm making improvements in how I treat people. Pushing the cart back at the grocery store, holding a door open, smiling at someone. Small things, working their way up to bigger things, giving when I can, praying with others and for others, whether they know it or not, treating others the way that Christ would treat them, not the way that someone else would, not the way that you saw someone treat someone one time at church, treating others the way that Christ would treat them. I feel like that is such an impactful thing to focus on, especially on your journey to becoming limitless.